Art of the Kickstart, episode 90. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Before we jump into the interview, if you're looking for crowdfunding fulfillment, make sure you talk to eFulfillmentService.com. They're a small company. That means they've got your back. Check them out. Guys, launching a Kickstarter campaign isn't exactly easy. That's why the majority of Kickstarters fail, despite how hard inventors work. I put together a free six-step email mini course to try to eradicate this evil issue and help inventors and entrepreneurs everywhere. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, you can get the new and improved six-step guide that's going to walk you step-by-step through making your Kickstarter, your crowdfunding campaign happen. Check it out, artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, and make your crowdfunding dreams happen. Hey guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today I am pumped to have Michael Werner back on the line from Cynic System the company that's bringing better craft brewed beer to everybody. Thanks for coming back, Michael. We're doing a Where Are You At episode. I'm glad to have you on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, happy to be back. So we covered the story before, but give us like the 30-second breakdown for people that missed the last episode. What's Cynic about? What'd you guys do? How'd you raise 650000 Sure. So Cynic, uh, it's S-Y-N-E-K. Um, it's basically, it's like an at-home tap system. We basically combine what wine in a bag did for the wine industry as far as cheaper distribution, safer shipping, uh, less of an eco impact. We've done with that, what they did, that, uh, sorry, with wine in a bag concept did for wine, kind of being the ultimate growler. Uh, if you're, you're, the people out there are familiar with what a growler is for a craft brewery. Uh, basically, they're just glass jugs right now. So we're kind of bringing that into the 21st century. And then finally, combining that with what our kind of not perfect analogy is that the Keurig for beer kind of doing what Keurig does for coffee and having the quality, variety, and convenience of a kitchen appliance that can give you that that product. So kind of, I like to say it's it's a mesh of those three concepts. Um, And sorry, I kind of got a little long-winded there, but in short, we we, we did a lot lot of market research. We did a Kickstarter, found a global global acceptance and and interest, raised 650,000, and now we're off and running. We've been kind of a, a true full, you know, running business for, I guess it would be three, four months now. Let's face it, if you raise 650000 you can get a little long-winded. You've got the props. You've got the chops. So you guys have been killing it. What happened right after Kickstarter? Take us through the process of funding the campaign and some of the struggles that you went through. Sure. I would say right away, uh, you, we were scrambling and struggling to find the right partners, the right fit. You, you get a lot of solicitation. You get a lot of people reaching out to want to do business together or they can be the best partner. And frankly, it's a lot of white noise. It's a lot of people saying the same thing or they can provide the same resources. So it was really, I would say that the, the following month or two was really just meeting with people, whether in person, phone call, um, you know, exchanging decks of what they have and are, just doing your due, due diligence on what, uh, who you're going to work with for the next, you know, six months, six years, <laughs> that kind of deal. And I'm not, not going to name any names, but yeah, I mean, those were part of the struggles too. You know, we kind of had some bad potential partnerships that we had to back out of and some good, really good ones. What do you look for? How do you filter that? Sure. That's a, that's a fantastic question. I think it starts with the shared vision. It starts with a shared mission. Uh, the right, we found the right partner and 
we're working with them now and they realize like, it, it, okay, I, I should say, yeah, you share the vision and the mission of the, of the product of the, of the company, but also you share an understanding of what you need and want. Like we, I mean, yeah, 650K sounds like a lot of money, but it's when you have to do the R&D and, and pay engineers and outsourcing things and that, it's not a lot. So we, the deals we structured were all like, hey, we'll pay you minimally now to pay you more later, or, or you can work this much to get maybe a share or some shares of equity or something like that. Like, they, you just have a shared like mission and vision from the conceptual qualitative aspect of it, but then you also have to have that shared understanding and, and appreciation for the quantitative aspect of it and, and what people need and want. Just you know, just like anything, you have to you have to align interests. It can't be like I'm going to take this from you, you take this from me, uh, and whether we like it or not, that's how it's going to work out. Like no, you have to you have to be in on it together. Absolutely, it's a startup still, so there's all the compromises you got to make. You guys are still working on rapid growth, and we were talking a little before the program. It sounds like you guys are exploding. What's some of the great stuff that's been happening with Cynic lately? Sure. I mean, obviously, with Kickstarter, we had a great, huge PR push and kind of what I, what I would say like an end consumer push. You know, individuals getting excited, telling their friends, buying one for themselves, for their boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you. Lately, we've been getting a lot of kind of corporate interest, you know, getting sports teams, other types of company do different beverages like energy drinks and iced coffee, wineries. We had a few promotional and entertainment companies like uh, a chain of uh, casino chain and like I said, a sports, a few sports teams. I want to put in there like executive suites and stuff like that. It's just been exciting to see the interest that forms there. And I guess similar to that kind of interest is, is the international retail scene where you'll have a, I guess I'd say domestic too in the U.S. here too, but just, just big box retailers who, who express that interest and, and want, you know, thousands of units as soon as they can get them. And it's just like, hey, we're still in pre-production. I, I appreciate your interest, but it might be till you know June until we're on the maybe June or later until we're on the shelves of you know the Bed Bath and Beyonds of the world. Right now, we just have to launch to uh, you know and pay pay respect and and, and value our, our backers and our pre-orders from uh, online and, and Kickstarter. You know, you got to take care of them first. So you get off, and the treadmill's already going. You have to try to get up to pace and just not fall flat in your face. How do you manage yeah. juggling all those balls, especially? You've got the corporate setting, you have the smaller customers, you're looking at retail. How do you go about juggling that and where do you go with priorities? Sure. We've actually, I would say that's kind of right where we, we've just come out the other end of that, where I would say the last, maybe all of October or you know, kind of into November, we just had a ton of what I would call just strategy meetings. We kind of divvied up the responsibilities. You know, in any startup, you wear a ton of hats and you share them and you move them around. You wear some longer than others, but eventually you have to land on something, at least for a short while. So we kind of sat down, you know, we talked about our strengths and weaknesses, our interests and our disinterests, kind of really fleshed out some roles and and an agenda for each person. And then we kind of had, we staggered the meetings as of like, okay, what are my responsibilities and goals? What are yours? And then the next meeting would be, how do we get that together? How do we help each other and augment each other's efforts? And yeah, just having a, a strategy in place. And, and just like we did before the Kickstarter, we're doing now for the launch. It's You have to have a plan and a strategy, but you have to be flexible and you have to have that backup plan, you know, that plan B, that, uh, that pivot that, that you're ready for. I think it's important overall as a startup to not be, not just be open to a pivot, but uh, to, to know what it is. You know, when you're, when you're playing basketball and you have that pivot foot, it, you know whether you could, you're going to step forward or step backwards, but you can only do one or the other, you know. So just just that. I mean, just 
being strategic and being methodic, methodical about the whole process going forward. Yeah, that was one of the big things with your campaign. You were expecting craft brewers to come out and storm, and they just didn't show up. Wasn't that it? No, it was. Uh, we originally were, uh, we wanted to launch with home brewers. I don't, maybe that's what you said. Oh, home brewers. No, I'm just not. A, yeah. I'm not as much of a beer connoisseur, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. So, long story short, is we got our original interest and support from the home brewer community, and then the Kickstarter came, and they just kind of didn't show up. They didn't. The, the interest and, and support didn't turn into pledges, and obviously Kickstarter is all about pledges, So, which is okay. I mean, we still, we still love our homebrewers. They still love us, and we'll do some fun things together, but we just had to be ready to pivot to kind of phase two on, on a whim, and that was you know partnering with breweries and, and going for the craft beer enthusiast, the craft beer consumer, and that's what kind of took us off. So, yeah, that's what kind of you're, you're mentioning there is that you have to be ready for a pivot, and we were for the Kickstarter, and we will be for this launch. Yeah, it looks like you guys are starting to get into phase three, where you're really growing into legitimate business mode. What's the niche or the vertical you guys are going to target most? Is it going to be retail, e-commerce? Is it going to be partnering with larger distributors? What's the game plan? Our first rollout, our initial strategy is going to be to kind of partner with the breweries themselves, kind of make them, turn them into cynic retailers for themselves. We don't want to, initially, we're not going to be selling into Target and Bed Bath and, and Walmart and things like that are, are how we want to roll out. And there's, there's a lot of explanation behind it. But in short, we want to, what I like to call, close the loop right away. We want, we're going to have these launch parties in various cities and roll out methodically and, and weekly. You know, we'll do, a, we'll do a, we're headquartered in St. Louis, we'll do St. Louis one weekend and LA and so on and so forth. Because we want, to, we want the, the Kickstarter backer, the pre-orderer, anybody interested to come to the brewery, you know, we're going to host it at a brewery. They're going to pick it up. They're going to fill one of their cartridges, maybe more with that brewery's beer. And then right then and there, like I said, we close that loop. The brewery knows how to fill it and knows how to engage with the customer. The customer knows where they can fill it, how to engage with the brewery. And all the while we're there to oversee that first kind of interchange. So that's, I think I I think I might've went on a few tangents there, but. No, that's a great example of what you guys are doing. Okay, cool. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, yeah, that's what you, you were talking about, the verticals. So yeah, that's kind of really hitting home with the, with the breweries, kind of maintaining and cultivating our relationships with the breweries themselves. Um, and, and the important thing is to work with them on their terms. I mean, we're not trying to twist anybody's arm. We say to the brewery, hey, would you be willing to just accept the cartridges as growlers? If someone brought them in, would you fill it? They say, yes, great. That's awesome. Okay, would you be willing or interested to retail? You know, have a few extra bags on their shelves or have some dispensers on your shelves. You know, we'll cut you a margin and go from there. Oh, that you are. Okay, great. Would you be interested in being a host for a launch party where we're going to bring hundreds of people to your brewery to pick up the Cinex and fill them with hundreds of gallons of your beer? Oh, you are. That's great. You know, like just kind of finding where we fit with each partnership and how the level of engagement and involvement that the brewery wants to take with us. So, yeah, another long-winded answer, but to your question of what vertical we're going for it's definitely a retail partnership with the breweries no i think that's absolutely amazing because you brought up that yes 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 mentality of every time you're going to ask someone go for the small thing always come in small get the yes they start to buy in the breweries are buying in and then you can keep upselling keep building into their network where you're an indispensable part of what they do yep and then that's i mean that's the whole uh, that's the whole hope and dream is that it's not uh we're not a luxury item. We're not a novelty item. We're not a uh, a toy. This is this is truly and hopefully a, an alternative. You know, an alternative packaging, bottles, cans, kegs, you name it. 
this can truly be that. So what are you? How big is Cynic getting in the future? Let's get this prediction. I'm sorry, I broke up a little bit there. So what are you guys? Future prediction. How big is Cynic going? Oh, I mean, the vision, I think we spoke about it. Uh, the vision goes goes pretty far. I mean, we... Are you guys a $100 million company in the future? Is that the game plan? I, I, I mean, I think we very well could be. I mean, it's not like we're in some arbitrary pursuit of a valuation. You know, we're not, we're not that kind of company that's just trying to amass some paper value. And then sell to uh, Facebook for $2 billion without really doing exactly, too much, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, our pursuit isn't to sell out. Our pursuit isn't money. Um, I do think we are a $100 million company. I think we're a billion-dollar company. I think the sky's the limit. But it's like I said, it's not. We're not in pursuit of some. Oh, we're not a fifty million valuation. Well, let's let's try to cut some deals and be a hundred million. Like that's not what we're going after. We're trying. We're trying to be a you know a packaging alternative and and way down the line. We're talking. I talked about the depth with craft beer, but there's a lot of breadth too. With I mentioned before, wineries, distilleries, you know, coffee chains, restaurants. There's yeah, sports executive suites, and, and there's there's a lot of very interesting other markets that we're going to go into from there. It's just going to get more and more exciting. And, and, the, and the key is to grow, I guess the word would be organically or, or naturally. We're not going to really force it anywhere. You know, we got to go where the, where the market takes us, where the interest takes us. Absolutely. And you guys have a lot of ways to expand. One question I have for you now, a lot of Kickstarter creators, they come back to crowdfunding. They go with another product. You guys have a lot of options with this. Are you going to be coming back to Kickstarter crowdfunding in the future? Yeah, actually, that's cool. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. We, I may have mentioned it last time we spoke. I'm not sure. And we're not. Uh, we have, it's on our website and whatnot. We a sister company that we created actually before we launched Cynic on Kickstarter. I think I would even say we launched it before Cynic is a company or whatever you want to call it called Craft Conscious. Ah, and yes. That's kind of our. Yeah, that's kind of our way that we interact with beer experts, beer, beer geniuses, beer geeks, and kind of broadcast that to our fans and our supporters. I mean, a long story short, it's a web series. We, like I said, we interview someone every day and we post it to our community. And you can become a member, you can become a VIP member for exclusive content. There's all kinds of goodies on it. But to answer your question, yeah, we're going to, we actually, it's live right now. There's a, it's a Kickstarter. Like I said, it's just called Craft Conscious. And it's about an interview series. Uh, Drew Dillman is the guy running it for us. Uh, who will be taking over for Steve and I as far as in the craft conscious world as we run Cynic. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. It's, that's kind of our next dip into the, the crowdfunding world is to see if anybody has interest or support for craft conscious. Oh, wow. Yeah, it does look like you guys just launched. This looks awesome. And I'm guessing having all of the backers already, that's a huge extra push that you guys get for this or any other campaigns, just building up that sure. credibility. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 when you reach, uh, what is it? Seth Godin calls it Tribe. When you reach a tribe and you create your own and you have people like-minded people around you, that's it, it does it. It's a it's a way to re-engage with them in a different way. We all have the same similar interests and we all are beer geeks that want to know more and learn more and talk to our favorite breweries. You know, we're talking about we, we kind of launched the campaign like we've always been running it the program, but now we want to take it to the next level and that's what Kickstarter is all about uh, for Crab Conscious. We want to do live Q and As. We want to do uh, you know you, we want to get you in front of your favorite breweries and just beer experts and whatnot. We, we, we want to keep providing value to our community of, you know, beer geeks and beer fans and, and cynic supporters. What have you done since the last campaign to keep backers engaged, to keep them involved? Sure. Yeah. 
speaking of before, we were talking about how like different hats were wearing and trading them around. Kind of Eric, who you might be familiar with from being uh, around Cynic long enough, is kind of our community engagement director. He kind of he's the point of contact for everybody and anybody interested in, in updates as personally and as frequently as they'd like. So I'll, I'll do a little plug for him. It's Eric, E-R-I-C at CynicSystem.com. And he will, he kind of is in charge of making sure everybody's up to date and, and happy with the information they're getting and the frequency with which they're getting it. But, and that's kind of the, the vague overlook of it. But uh, on a granular level, you know, we're keeping updated on social media, of course. We send out maybe bi-weekly, maybe tri-weekly. True video updates are usually a minute to two minutes long. Um, and the, and, the, and the, that frequency will increase in 2015 when we actually, like I mentioned, we'll have the units and we can shoot some videos and demos with those. You know, it's, it's a matter of answering questions in a timely fashion, keeping people engaged with information, but not inundating them. You know, we don't want to spam or annoy anybody. But yeah, it's pretty much it, just kind of being responsive, being there, offering an outlet to the folks that, that want to stay in touch and stay up to date. It's crazy to see what you guys are doing. You've had some great growth. What's the growth in the employee size, the business size been like since you guys raised the money? Has things been going out of control? No, not, not yet. Uh, again, I, talk, I spoke about that strategy and, and growing methodically and strategically. We've hired, I guess it would be two people, but I mean, I know, I mean, we could say one. We've hired one, so it's like the, there's four of us working on Cynic kind of full-time, day in, day out right now. And then we have an advisory team. We pay an advisor. We have a strategic partnership that I mentioned that is helping us go to get to market. And we kind of we pay them for their services and partnership. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 core, the core team of you know, worker bees is, is not expanded too much. We absolutely anticipate hiring 40, 50 reps or sales reps or, you know, regional managers, whatever you want to call them, you know, post-launch or maybe right around launch, maybe around, you know, May to July, somewhere in that window, hiring people to rep us throughout the country and world. But that's down the road. And like I said, it's very, we're going to be very strategic about that. I, I don't think just because we got an influx of cash that we're just going to be, you know, adding heads to the table. But it's definitely going to happen sooner than later. Uh, and we're ready for it. We're ready. Yeah, no need to blow cash just because you got it. Michael, you've been awesome. It's been great having you back on here. My last question for you, what didn't I ask you that I probably should have? What would you like to talk about, go over? Take that as a run with it. I'm sorry, I, I broke up again. So oh, that's awkward. Okay. So my last question, Michael, you've been an awesome guest to have on here. What should I have asked you about, about cynic, about entrepreneurship life that you'd like to talk about? I don't know. I think I found the entrepreneurship life, the startup life is not this glamorous look at me world. Like we're not all Mark Zuckerberg out here and, you know, it's not a life for everybody. It's not something that it's just cool. Like you have to be born for it. You have to live it. You have to want it. It's not a, it's, I mean, it's a cliche thing to say for a reason. And, and it's not a, an exaggeration to say, if you don't really believe in your product or your, or your vision, just don't even do it. Honestly. I mean, you're going to eat, sleep, breathe, sweat, you know, <laughs> tear, bleed this product and everything, at least for the first six to 12 months, <laughs> you know, and if you can't mentally prepare for that, then don't do it. I've seen way too many people, and not necessarily at Center, just in general, way too many people who burn out or um, they thought it would be all you know glitz and glamour. And look at me, I got a I got a grant for 50k, and now I have a real business. No, 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 I mean you have a lot of work ahead of you now. So yeah, I mean I don't know if there's a 
question in there, but it, it's something I always like to touch on if it doesn't get brought up is that don't think of the startup world as some fluffy, you know, fun place. It, it's it's a, it's hard work and it's it's a lifestyle. It's not just you, you can't think everybody. It does. It's not for everybody. You know, you got to be made for it, and you got to be willing to work very very hard. Yeah, it's not that overnight success rock star esque thing that people like to show you. It's just busting your butt every freaking day. Honestly, I think it was either Biz Stone or somebody. It was either someone from Twitter or somebody, you know, a big company. They said, uh, with 10 years of sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, you can look like an overnight millionaire. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I want to see from you, Michael. Thank you for coming on today. You've been an awesome guest. It's kind of cool that you launched the new campaign. I had no idea until we talked about it just now. But either way, I'm pumped to see what's coming out of you guys. Where can people connect with Cynic? Where's the best place for them to reach out and say thanks? Sure, yeah. So obviously we have the Kickstarter. Uh, if you just want to get some background information on us and the, the comments and messaging are live. So that's just, I, I don't know what the URL would be, but just go to kickstarter.com and search Cynic, S-Y-N-E-K. Um, and we have our website, www.synecsystem.com. It's no S at the end, so it's just S-Y-N-E-K system.com. We're all over, you know, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. If you have questions as a consumer or as an end user, you can always email Eric. I mentioned it before, just eric at cynicsystem.com. If you have any intros or, or you're a brewery owner, operator, uh, you have some poll or some decision making at a brewery, feel free to reach out to me. I'm just Mike, M-I-K-E at cynicsystem.com. Yeah, just don't never hesitate to reach out or connect with us anyway, like through that. And, and I would do another shameless plug for uh, our sister company, Craft Conscious. Just like it sounds, Craft Conscious. It's craft-conscious.com. And then just Kickstarter and search Craft Conscious. Shameless um, plugs are what we do. We're entrepreneurs, right? That's right, baby. You got to put that effort in. You got to have that hustle. Guys, if you like beer, guys, if you're influencers <laughs> in the beer industry, guys, if you just think it was an amazing <laughs> interview, reach out and say thanks to Michael. Thank you for coming on today. You've been an awesome guest, Michael. It's been a pleasure, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great day, I guess. It's night now for me. Cheers. (laughs) Hey, guys. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you liked the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.